Why do you want to keep talking about it? Why do you want to keep pointing out, yes, you did this? What does it do for you? You can recycle the story over and over and over again. What does talking about it over and over again do for you in that moment? Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when apologizing makes your fights get worse. Yeah, that's not the way it's supposed to work, is it? No. It is not. Mm -mm. But we have some solutions. We do. Okay, here we go. Here's the question. In my experience, admitting I am wrong during an argument and that I caused whatever the current problem is just leads to more accusations and that I am the cause of all of the problems. Taking the blame is not helpful. Putting the blame elsewhere is not helpful. And there does not seem to be a middle ground. This is a great question, actually, because we are big fans of Taking responsibility, apologizing, trying to grant forgiveness, all these kind of things. But if you take responsibility, if you admit the portion of whatever conflict is and you take responsibility for your half, but instead of it calming the situation down, it's actually throwing gasoline on the problem. What do you do then? Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. My guess is that, I don't know whether this was a man or a woman, but my guess is the person who continued to, to blame who escalated yep. probably was already in their survival brain. So smart. So good. Which which means the rational part of their brain is yes. completely shut off. Yes. And so, and we've experienced this. I know I've experienced this. Yes. You've experienced this coming from me. Let's just put it that way. Multiple times in our marriage where we're having a big fight. I'm in my survival brain, very deep in my survival brain. And you tell me, yes, I recognize I did something wrong and I don't hear it at all. For whatever reason, I still don't feel like I'm heard and I'm understood and my rational brain is not on and I still will continue to blame you. And probably I'm sure in the midst of all those years, pointed out all the other things too. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know if it's a matter of timing or how you would have a better answer on how to approach this because you've been in that situation and you're really good at helping get me out of my survival brain. Yeah, I would suspect that that is probably the cause, the reason why admitting is not working. You know, taking responsibility isn't working because the other person is in their survival brain and cannot hear it. You could say the hundred most percentage of best things. Yeah, I know I'm making... Great things up here. You could say the the most exact perfect thing, and if this person is in deep in their survival brain, yeah. they're not going to hear it. Yeah, and they're not going to come out of it right in that moment. No, no. Man, you're good at this. That's that's really really close. I would say that that is probably sixty or seventy percent of the time of what people are experiencing. For some reason. And maybe you can shed light on this, but when I have hurt your feelings, I admit that I've hurt your feelings. You want to tell me once again how I've hurt your feelings. And sometimes you'll layer on old stuff and unresolved stuff or other things on top. Why do you want to keep talking about it? Why do you want to keep pointing out, yes, you did this. Yes, you did this. What does it do for you to be able to 
re, I use the word recycle it. You can recycle the story over and over and over again. What does talking about it over and over again do for you in that moment? I think for, for me, I don't know about other people, but I know for me, um, in the times that you have taken responsibility and and for whatever it was that you did, I think because you recognize in your own self that what you did without me having to explain it. Okay. So you have the ability to go, oh, shoot, this just happened. Yeah. I know I did something wrong. I'm sorry I did it. I still have all the hurt feelings. And for me, if I feel like I that you don't actually understand my side or my aspect, you recognize that you've hurt, you've done something hurtful, but you might not recognize or it doesn't feel like you recognize how hurtful or how it has hurt me. I got to the understanding before you. I didn't go through the understanding with you. Exactly. <clears throat> Is that a good way to describe yes, it? Yes, that's the perfect way. And if we can go through it together and arrive at that understanding together, you don't need to keep recycling and exactly. telling the story over yes. and over. Yes. Um, couple aspects that I notice as well in this is when I admit I've done something wrong, but it's in a mostly cognitive kind of rational brain part of me, which says, yes, I understand that me doing this hurt your feelings, but there's no contriteness. There's no brokenness on my part. Or emotional I feel bad because I hurt you and I'm not demonstrating that uh, how it's affecting me emotionally. You usually want to recycle the story again until yes. until you see that I feel bad. The times when I have gotten to tears quickly, it's like, honey, I can't believe I did this. I'm so sorry. And you see my broken heart. You see my brokenness when I'm admitting I've done it, this. It just deflates everything. That is a huge piece of it. Yes. I think of the <clears> times <throat> when you're cognitive about it and, and there's not that emotional connection, I kind of feel like you just know the right thing to say. To get out of the situation. Yes. I'm trying to like, shut you down. You're, you're smart. You know all the right answers. Yeah. And so it's doesn't it doesn't it's like now I don't believe you because I'm not sure if you really mean it or not. Yeah. Do you really mean it or are you just trying to get out of this argument? Are you trying to get out of being blamed here? Are you trying to just uh, uh, avoid whatever this right. is? Yeah, this can be a, a messy dynamic for sure. There's one other issue dynamic that plays around in some of this, um, and it's harder to kind of recognize or notice, but it's actually a diagnosable problem. And that is there are some people who end up having a personality disorder that anytime you try to validate their feelings, anytime oh, right. you try to comfort them, anytime you try to help them, instead of it providing that comfort and calming down their system, it actually throws gasoline on the problem and they they see it almost as weakness or opportunity to um, inflict harm or damage on somebody else because of their personality disorder. That's a smaller population. That's right. not everybody. Right. But when somebody has a personality disorder, oftentimes validating them, which should work for most people, produces the exact opposite hmm. reaction or response and right. it ends up uh, becoming more problematic and in those situations instead of taking responsibility or admitting or trying to calm the situation down by by um, admitting your portion of it you actually have to set boundaries with them you have to be a much firmer in it it's not nearly as warm or fuzzy it's not nearly as um, emotionally connective because again they're personality disordered and they really can't connect emotionally right. they're in they're in 
in their permanent survival brain and they don't know how to relate to other people because of that diagnosable personality disorder. You see this commonly in two predominant ones, uh, narcissistic personality disorder mm-hmm. or borderline personality disorder. Right. Those are the two that um, trying to apologize rarely works. It rarely brings closure to a, a conflict. Right. It actually makes things worse and you have to put boundaries in place. Right. We're not here to encourage anyone to self-diagnose their spouse. That's a bad idea. But if you know that they have had some sort of diagnosis with that or you suspect and, you know, you can get the appropriate, healthy, um, professional mental health attention that you need, that might explain some of this. Now, what's a little ironic is people with personality disorder rarely have ever go to counseling. They just don't do it. They, just, they don't think there's yeah, anything they don't, wrong they with don't them. They don't think there's a, they need anything. And the problem is right. always with everyone else. Right. So again, this isn't a mental health podcast. This is a marriage podcast. But we have to take into the reality of mental health issues because there are some people who just struggle with those things. And again, we're not the experts in that. Talk to a, a mental health professional who, who can get to know you guys and provide that kind of diagnosis. Right. But that could be a thing playing into this issue as well. So what would be just taking this into yeah. this question? Taking the con- personality disorder thing off yes. the table. Yes. That's a whole other thing. What what would be for this this person yep. who wrote in, wrote what in. would be one tool or one yeah. one thing that they could try yep. or do yep. that would be um, something to start with? Yep. It always is going to start off um, with getting out of the situation where neither one of you are in your survival brain and you come back to um, it's kind of a debriefing of the situation. So you end up having whatever fight it was last night, 24 hours later, two days later, you come back and go, you know what? I've been thinking, can we talk about what actually happened during the fight? Not talking about what the fight was, was about, about, but can we talk about how we fight around this? And I've noticed every time I apologized, when I said this, you came back with this and this and this, and it didn't seem to calm the situation out. It didn't seem to help you. I'm curious. Why is that? Why, if me, if I apologize, why does it not actually calm you down? Or why does it not help the situation? Why does it lead to this kind of thing? What are these kind of behaviors? And you're, you're discussing the process not the problem, right? not exactly. the issue you're fighting about. And most people don't do that. Most people talk about how they fight in the middle of a fight. Right, and that doesn't work. The worst time possible. Exactly. You're raising your voice. You're walking out. You're shutting down. You are an idiot. You. Uh, right. That's a terrible time to try to work through how you're fighting about something. But when you get out of it and go, this is a pattern I've seen over and over. Right. Try to avoid the accusatory language. If you come into that conversation and going, Hey, moron, this is what you do every time. What the hell are you thinking? You're going to have a problem. You're going to treat their defensive brain right away. And it's going to go sideways really, really quick. But if you tend to use observations, I noticed this happens. This, this, and this. Right. Um, And one of the things that you did that was very helpful for me, even though I couldn't always find the answer, was you'd, you'd ask me, what way would you like me to present this information to you? Perfect. How can I say that without, or that that you'll be able to hear or or something along those lines, but you would ask me um, what's the best way to communicate that to you. And um, I didn't always have an answer because, and and sometimes we had to talk about it. Help you work through it. To try to figure it out. But that was, that was much 
appreciated and, yeah. and helpful for me because um, I'm, I'm pretty concrete. Yeah. And so and sometimes finding the right words or finding the right way for me to be able to hear things um, takes a little bit yeah, of work. It does. And but when we work through it together, when this isn't a you problem or me problem, right. but this is a we problem in how we fight, we want this is actually the better place to start in all of this, where you sit down and go, when we fight, we want to make sure that we like each other right. at the end. Yes. We want to make sure that when we fight, I'm not hurting you even more. Yes. That's coming back to this kind of um, brawling versus boxing mentality. We're yeah. going to spar, but we're not going to injure each other. Right. We might take some hits, but again, we have gloves on. We're not causing any damage. We're going to spar with each other rather than in a brawl in a, yes. in a parking lot somewhere where you're fighting to the death. If you can have that agreement going into conflict, and again, you make that agreement outside of conflict. You do right. that when you're not in the midst of something that's bugging the crap out of you. Now you can come back to that as soon as you guys start to fight. Hey, wait, hold on a second. Time out, time out. Before we fight, we want to make sure that we walk out of here more connected than we do coming in. Right. I want to make sure I don't hurt you in this fight. If you can say that to each other, this whole issue doesn't become an issue anymore. Yeah. That's where I would start. Those two yeah. things. Get out of the situation, debrief what's already happened, and then here's how we're going to make sure we start the conflict is making sure that we love and care for each other and that a conflict can actually be connective, which is a little ironic. A lot of people don't think it's even possible. Right. But it is. It is. Yes, it is. Oh, you know what we have that I was thinking about that I think would be really great? The um, fighting square handout? No, no, no. No. We have uh, the 25 rules to fighting fair. Yes, we do. And I think that would be a great gift to give to our listeners just so they, they can be working off of the same um, rules rules for yeah. fighting yes it's it's great I don't, I don't think they actually want that do you oh. well listeners don't even need that no but they <laughs> might know someone who does okay for other people not you but for other people if you go to securemarriage.com slash fighting dash fair securemarriage.com forward slash fighting dash fair you gotta have the dash in there it's gonna take you to a place where you can put in your email and you, you can download the 25 rules to fighting fair we've actually had this for a long long yeah. time I've forgotten about it yeah. thank you so much for remembering that yes I think that would be great we're not going to spam you. You can put nope. your email in. We'll send you more helpful resources. And if you don't like any of it, you can unsubscribe, unsubscribe and, you know, never talk to us again. We get it. But we're trying to give resources and tools that help your marriages get better and better and better. And this is one that we've had for a long, long time. Yep. Very good. Thank you for remembering that. Yeah. I like it. I like it. 25 rules of fighting fair. Um, this is a good one. Yeah. This is a good one. Uh, we don't want people trying to apologize, making things worse. Yeah. So... Okay. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Should I keep talking some more? No, I think you should wrap it up. Wrap it up. Do the hand signal. Wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. All righty. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye.